This week, you've been very naughty, so Santa brought you some shackles. And we learn about male strip clubs. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report. My name is Sandeep Sen. With me, as always, is the low glycemic index, Phil Causey. <laughs> yes, low glycemic uh, index and high blood alcohol content. Yeah, uh, Phil apparently got wasted, is hung over today. And he's like, dude, you were with me yesterday. I'm like, what happened? Because I was with him and he had a grand total of three drinks. Four drinks, Sandeep. I'm fucking 31 years old No, there were the two shots now. and the vodka soda. What? I had a tequila soda, two shots, and a tall boy. And a tall boy, here's the thing, is that, like, cheap beer gives me the worst fucking hangovers. I think if I would have just had the tequila soda and the shots, I would have been cool. But, like, cheap, shitty, light beer, something about it always gives me hangovers. Even if I'm responsible and eat a bunch of food and chug water before I go to bed, nothing I can do anymore. I'm just, I'm at the age now. 31, I can't, I can't drink like an asshole anymore. Okay, well, you're a trooper for making it through the day into this podcast after your four whole drinks. Yeah, four whole big oh, I didn't have drinks. to work today, so I really didn't do shit today. It was amazing. Oh, you, <laughs> you didn't do shit, and you're still hungover. You're still, you're, you still came in complaining yeah. of being tired. You didn't work all day because you had four big boy drinks. Yeah, you know what it is, though? I'm stressed out because it's, it's, this is the last episode we're doing before uh, the holidays, before Christmas, and it's probably going to come out like right around Christmas, maybe the day after or something like that. And uh, I'm dealing with the gift part of Christmas. I know you don't have to deal with that as a, a brown guy. Uh, you, guys... you know what? I'll have you know, I have to get cash for my niece and nephew. And so I'm pretty stressed oh out. Oh my God, too. where do you buy that at? Cash? Yeah. Well, how, how do you go through that that horrible, uh, you know, rigorous shopping process of shopping for cash? It's Cindy. tough, man. Like, um, yeah. uh, they're, like, I have to go to these ATM machines. and But sometimes they charge like a buck fifty to withdraw cash, so... Um, oh, it sounds terrible. I know that you you don't probably you probably you're the kind of guy that you would walk an extra four blocks to go to the machine that doesn't charge the fee, aren't you? Uh, I have Ally Bank, and so they pay the uh, the fee. So I never pay ATM fees, and it really came oh, handy. Really? I remember I was I was at the strip club once, and they charged ten dollars. <laughs> Everyone else is deterred, but I'm like, fuck that. See, this is <laughs> this is a story that I, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear about your fucking nephew. I want to hear about you at the titty bar. Yeah. Now, do you try to talk girls into uh, deals for lap dances too? Because I know you're pretty cheap. Did I ever tell you about the time that I uh, I escaped a strip club in Canada? Escaped is a strong, strong. Word. I ran out of the club. <laughs> What's is the context? This get of this? out of the titty bars. <laughs> this, uh, this is uh, right, so. I was at a, I was at a bachelor party. My cousin's bachelor party, and. By the way, I, I hate strip clubs. I don't understand them. I hate them because I, I just I, I go in. I come out feeling more horny and upset and sexually frustrated than I than I came in feeling. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way with strip clubs. It's it's kind of it's the same reason I don't really watch a lot of porn because I'm like, I don't want to like window shop. I want to. Right. You know, I want to buy the product, you know, and so, yeah, strip clubs are very it's weird. I don't it's, mind it, seeing naked women on TV, but if, if it, they're in front of me and then I can't do anything, it's it's disconcerting. I don't I can't touch. Then you know, there's this rule you can't touch. They can touch you, but you can't touch them. So you just have to sit there. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be like going to Red Lobster and only eating at the salad bar and never actually getting an entree. But it, it's like know? going to Red Lobster when you're very hungry. 
Yeah. And you can't eat anything. You just yeah. can't eat anything. But they just put this big lobster in front of you, and then you yeah. just get to smell it. They're like, you can smell it, and if the and lobster the lobster's wants... a lot of glitter on it, and then the yeah. lobster gets glitter on you. Yeah, here we go. And the lobster hates her dad or whatever. Anyway, that's... And they can even like, rub the lobster on your... clear heels with a lobster Wait, so, in it. So you're, right. in, so you're in Canada. And they put the lobster on your tongue, but you can't bite. Like, like yeah. the Texas Strip Club. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but I, I'm drunk, and then my... The, the batch were like, no, get him a lap dance. I would, I don't want a lap dance. But then they got me a lap dance. I don't want to be a dick and say I don't want a lap dance after they got you a lap dance. It's very like that's. Well, then there is a certain set. social pressure too at the titty bar because you, right. your friend wants to buy you one. It's like, don't be a fag, man. Right. And I, I, I want to prove that I'm not a fag. So then anyway, exactly. Whatever, we have this. And so the deal was like it was like thirty bucks for like three songs or something. And so she's dancing. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, it's that's a, a really good deal. That's, I yeah. think, pretty standard for us. No, New York club. City, it's like 20 no, bucks for one yeah. song. Yeah, definitely. That's oh. that's a cheap deal. Yeah, you got that's a good Canada deal. That's Canada prices. Yeah, it's Canada. So there you go. Yeah. Right? So I, it was, yeah, and as, as an Indian person, I couldn't turn down a deal. So it was 30 bucks for three songs. <laughs> Did she have like four teeth? Did she have like four teeth? No, she was super hot. Okay. So um, she's all grinding up on me. And then the, the, the three songs are over, and she doesn't say anything. But then I, but. The thing is, like, it was a DJ playing a mix. So the three songs weren't played, like, fully at all. Like, he just cut, he just would cut, like, he'd play, like, you know, part of one song and cut it out. It's like, oh, I guess she's still dancing because, like, you know, it's not really three songs. She's waiting for three songs. Anyway, then we got to talking and she was grinding and then I was drinking a lot and stuff. And then after a while, I realized, like, oh, my God, it's been a lot of songs. I'm like, hey, like, when is the three songs up? And she's like, dude, the three songs were over, like, a long time ago. We're at, like... We're at like 42 songs or something. <laughs> oh, She's like, you owe wow. me $400. I'm like, you were supposed to tell me when the three songs were up. We paid you up front. Like, that was, that was a, that's the deal. And she's like, no, you... She's like, no, you owe me for four... I'm like, look, I'll pay you 100 bucks, okay? And like, and that that's more than you deserve because this is a scam. And she's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to get my manager. And she went to the manager. And by the way, I'm in Montreal, okay? And like, right. Montreal's like, it's... It's Canada, which is also like, which is kind of gay, but it's it, Montreal's even more effete. If you, you know, it's like well, it's, it's all French. And, French, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why am I fucking waiting for this manager? I'm, I just walked out of the club, and so then I see her at the window as I'm out, out of the club, and she's like, she's like looking at the window and like pointing. Is she only even French, like Monsieur, come back here and pay. Yeah. Us. And I'm like, well, <laughs> fuck you, I'm from America. What are you gonna do? It's like this is the corporate. It ain't like run by the mob. It's fucking Montreal. It's like. Oh, oh, maybe we should pay, please. Did anybody <laughs> run after you, or you just made it out and that was it? No, then I just ran away. <laughs> See, like, I don't know. I feel like strip clubs for women are different. So I've gone to, like, Hunkamania a couple of times, and, like, the thing that I don't like about it is that, like, this is... It, like Wait, what's it called? Hulk, Hulk, Hunkamania? Hunkamania. Yeah, get yeah, it? The Hunkamania. <laughs> and so, like, I, I've, I've done that a couple of times, just, like, girls' birthdays or, you know... Um, Brunch, you know. You know, it's Friday. Um, so like I've done that a few times. And so like really, because like the structure is that the the women in, in the environment are the ones that have the money because like we're the ones paying for everything. So it should be this like the same kind of economic structure that a man in a strip club would be like, I'm the one with the money and like you're working for me and I get to choose what I'm doing or what I want. That's right. This is a matriarchy right here. Flash that Right, dong. exactly. It's that just is like, not the but vibe at a male strip club, by the way, Like where the man's like, I get to choose. It's like the women are coming up to you. They're still like. But that's just because yeah. you're not, you're like, you're like, oh, titties, I'm not saying no. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like. 
She but found like, us out. I, I, you know, it's real easy. But like for like Hungamania, it's just kind of like you got these guys with like two packs coming over trying to grab you to be like, oh, I'm going to do it. Like we're going to like the champagne room or their equivalent of the champagne. Or like, nah, dude. Nah. Oh, they're being like kind of assertive like that. Yeah, like they're grabbing they're you like and like, oh, you're coming with me. I'm dancing for you. It's just like, bruh, like. If we were at happy hour, I wouldn't have chose you. Like, no, keep it moving. Like, I'm holding out for a six-pack, not a two-pack. Hold keep on, it let, let me ask. I have questions about this. Yeah. But the thing is, though, A, there are women who are probably into that, the thicker men, okay? But also, too, not isn't that club. considered a, a turn-on for women, a guy who's assertive? So, I mean, wouldn't you rather have not a Not in that dichotomy. Like, okay. in that, because, like, in, in that universe, we're the ones with the power, so it's like there's very few places that like you're the ones with the economic power. That's the one place you've got it. So how emasculating do you want to get? Like, do you want a guy to walk up to you in a glitter thong and be like, can I dance for you, please? Like, No, or do you- I want like a hot like six pack, broad back, like, you know, pecs. Like, like guy that I'm going to see, like jumping out of a fireman's calendar, like walking up to me and I'm like, you're the one. And then I'm paying you 50 bucks for this song. Like, I'm not like, you know, if it's like some dude that like, if I saw you in a bar on a Tuesday, I'd be like, ah, he's all right. Like, I'm not. Yeah, give me, buy me two drinks and we'll talk about it. You know? Yeah. It's like, if, if. <laughs> If I have a question about whether or not I would have given him my phone number in a normal situation, then I certainly am not paying him money <laughs> to dance for me. Like, it's got to be like one of those, like, like my little inner, like, self-conscious 15-year-old fat kid is coming out like, oh, my God, he's talking to me. That's the one I want to pay. Like, you know, like, it's not like I want to, like, you know, it's like, oh. He's okay. Like if your friend was like, oh, this is my boyfriend. And you're like, he's okay, but you could do better. Like that's not the like, guy I want to pay. Like or something? Like, like, pay. like I don't want to pay that guy. situation in, in those places? Is he, are the, can you see the bulge? Like, is it a thong? Like what, what, what are they wearing? A it, sock? It depends <laughs> on the guy. So like a lot of them will be wearing something similar to a boxer brief. Okay. Um, some the of them. Trunks. Can, they're called trunk. The ones that are higher cut, but they're still tight. Those okay. are called trunk briefs. Okay. Educating the masses here in the fake outrage report. Yeah, there you go. I used to I'm wear those outraged. in college. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but uh, some of them come out like fully clothed and then they strip and then get down to a thong. But like the ones that are just walking around or walking around in kind of like a boxer brief. Okay. Now when they're grinding on you in the, uh, in the room. Right. Do you want their penis to be flaccid? Like, isn't it more, is it a turn on? No one wants gr- to see a flaccid penis. We don't even want want to know that happens. Keep your turtle shit to yourself. Okay, so So you want the penis to be erect. Like not When he's grinding on you. Isn't that weird? You want like a half chubby. You want a half chub, okay. You want like a half chub because it's like you don't want like (laughs) someone like fully erect and you're just like, ah, he's going to poke my eye out. Uh, And then again, like you don't want something like, ah, is he really just two inches? Did I pay 50 bucks for two inches? Like, like you want that. See, this is what I was wondering. You want something. See, that's a revelation. You want, women want a half chub in a a half chub, in a grinding situation. Do you get a half chub? Because he's at work. Like, what if he's not feeling a half chub? And how do you, it's like, that's a very weird, um, 
that's a very like low uh, therapeutic index to be in, like a half chub. Like usually a half chub is on the way to a full chub. And then what if he has a full chub? Have you had this happen? Well, and also too, let me ask the dancing yeah. that's in this place. Because like when you're in a, a regular strip club or regular is, I guess, sexist, but like uh, the one where it's the women dancing, um, it, it's women are always kind of like pushing their butt up against you or whatever, simulating like the position you'd be in if you're like, you know, having sex with them. It, it's obviously not like that with male strippers because like a dude's not going to put his ass on you. Like, do they like shove their penis in your face or like up against you? Like, what's the what's um, the deal with that? They they do a lot of like picking you up and flipping you around kind of things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just a show of strength as much as sexuality. Then and that yeah. Okay. So it's just like kind of like you're still kind of like rubbing your ass on them, but they're like kind of like flipping you around before they're like. So, so it's more of an interactive dance as opposed to like the regular strip club where it's just a dude sitting there fawning over a woman. Right. Like, okay. it's so like he's still kind of like, um, you know, he's still kind of like, like once the, 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 the uh, monetary part of the evening is taken place, he's still kind of taking control over that interaction where like, you know, he might be like pushing up against a wall or like lifting your legs up or something like that. And then like, you know, like he'll just kind of like flip you around and stuff. Interesting. So we're going to flip this around now. No, you cup first. I asked a chub question. You just asked a question right after that. And then now we're just going to glance over the chub. question. Well, we have to want... meet, we have to actually meet our guests before we talk about the type of penises she likes. I feel like we should actually introduce this third voice. Okay. This third voice is Marissa Smith. Uh, she's, you sound so disappointed. You're like, Oh, we can't talk <laughs> about penises anymore. No, I'm bringing it back to this. I mean, I don't want to not introduce her. <laughs> Wait one sec, folks. We're getting back to the dick. <laughs> All right. So she's the host of, or she's the producer of Fashionably Funny at Broadway Comedy Club, uh, Merriment and Mortification Show at Auto Shrunken Head, and the podcast. Well, is it the podcast or a yes, show? Yes, it's a podcast. It's a podcast, Big Talk and Brewskies, which I've been on, uh, where they talk about issues and brewskies, which was a very fun time. Yeah, no. Uh, thanks for having me on, you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're um, excited to have you. All right, now back to the chub. Now Jesus back Christ. to the dicks. Okay, so you, does he have a half chub? And you and has he ever had a full chub when you're when you're in there? Um, for the most part, it was like I, I from what I recall, because there was a lot of margaritas involved. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I believe it stayed half mass the entire time. Wow. Um, I He's was stuffing. invited to the after hours party with all the, sh the uh, other strippers. Uh, and so, yeah, and that's when they are trying to uh, turn themselves from strippers into gigolos. And so like, uh, you know, like there's like maybe 20 women from the strip club that they're just like, Hey, come to our after party. And then you get there and you're like, Oh, I remember Rita. I met her in the bathroom. And then you get there and it's just like, all the, the strippers from the club and then there's like maybe like 20 women that were also there that night that I guess they would be interested in being paid for sex for. Like, uh, so like you get there and then it's like they've got like bottles at the table and then they're just kind of like, oh, you're really hot. Like, you know, if you want to keep this night going, you know, and then it's kind of like you figure like, Oh, this is the part where you want me to pay you to fuck you. I got you. Like so. Very. Like, this is very magic Mike-ish. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, no, that's a. That's that totally shit isn't thing. shut down. Like it's a, it's definite prostitution then. But uh, I guess. I, I mean, they don't necessarily say like, oh, like 
200 for this or whatever, but it's just kind of like, oh, you know, like I really don't want you to leave, but like, you know, I got to make a car payment tomorrow for like 300 bucks. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, so really what you're doing is you're, 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 it's like, so that's the male version of the, um, the medical school myth, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah like, it's hey, like my, yeah. my, my car is going to be <laughs> repoed tomorrow. I got to get out of here so I can move my car. But if I had 300 bucks, then I wouldn't have to worry about it. What are you doing later? Like, right. oh, it's there's all... an ATM machine down the street, BT dubs. Yeah, this is uh this is like Craigslist where people were like, it's 300 roses. I like roses and I'll give you a massage. And yeah, it's like a dollar that. rose. Yeah. Okay, now you're you the you're the producer of Fashionably Funny at Broadway Comedy Club. What yeah. is that? So um Fashionably Funny has been a show that's been going on since uh 2009. And uh we've had a few incarnations. We started out in Eastville Comedy Club, and when we first started, we used to have um, kind of like up-and-coming fashion designers uh, come to the show with models and kind of um, do like a walk with that season. And then it got very cumbersome for me to find designers, and so I just give away a designer handbag every show. So um, Fashionably Funny is the only show in Manhattan that gives away a designer handbag every single what show. What brands are we talking? Louis Vuitton, Tory Burch? What do we got? Um, it is one brand. I am not going to talk about the name of the brand. But okay, we can't will, name drop. Yeah, You know, uh, we, we, we can't uh, bite the hand that feeds us, but uh, you Wait, will not Wait, isn't talking about them advertising them feeding the hand that feeds you? Uh, yeah, but like, I mean, they, 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 I, I don't want to get involved with it. Like, aren't you when giving you get away there, their handbags? I am giving away their handbags. And when someone comes to the show, they'll know what handbag that I give away. <laughs> this is such a weird plug. I don't want to tell I didn't you. Walk, I didn't walk I don't down want to tell that. you too much about my show, all right? I, I told you about the show. You're the one, I, I just didn't want to get into specifics. The Fake Outrage <laughs> okay. Report is not officially affiliated with any high-end handbag maker. Any opinions expressed on this show are the opinions of the guest only. I like how you said Tory Burch. That's some sort of... Well, you're really up on the brands. Well, of- I work at a very fancy place during the day, so I, I actually know... I know a lot about luggage. Let's put it that way, and okay. so I know all the fucking high end shit because I literally carry know all day. Us, but I can't really. Okay. Oh, it's us now. Div- I can't divulge what. It is. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, all right. And what's with the motor mortification show at Auto Shrunken Head? Uh, merriment and mortification. Oh, yes. Uh, is a monthly show at Auto Shrunken Head, and uh, it's basically kind of like. Pee-wee's Playhouse for comics. Like, you know, like we sometimes have sketches. We have musical comedy. Um, we sometimes have improv. Is there a word of the day where you're supposed to scream? We used to do that. We we did used to do that. We yes. did have a, a word of the day. And um, uh, Tiana Miller, actually, back when we had that, uh, she was hosting it. And uh, she would have a word of the day and like she would come as like uh, we used to do like different uh, sketches together. And like sometimes she would be like, um, like, uh, what is it? Like the the Frankenstein character from the serial Frankenberry. She used to be like Frankenberry a lot. And, okay. Um, she- or someone else count Chocula? No, but I used to be like Michelle Obama and then um, Lola Cougarman, which was like uh, a character that I would do a lot. And like sometimes we, you know, we have characters, uh, sometimes we have music. It's just kind of basically auto shrunken heads. So like expect anything and everything. So. Okay. Because that's monthly. How often is fashionably funny? That is also monthly. And Big Talk and Brewskies is weekly. Awesome. 
Uh, well, it's perfect that you you produce fashionably funny because our first story involves fashion. Oh, what a and goddamn uh, segue that was! Yeah. That was. We're, clothing... we're only 19 full minutes into the show, but uh, now we're going to do the actual show. Right, let's, let's start <laughs> with the actual the... show, shall yes. we? The clothing manufacturer American Eagle got into the outrage crosshairs after someone posted a picture of one of their bracelets that features a brass cuff with a nail through the top. Uh, okay. And uh, the Twitter user posted this image of the bracelet writing, I saw this, quote, bracelet, unquote. And I think you need to revisit this. I would never wear this due to the obvious obvious slavery connection. I hope you do the right thing and remove this from your stores. Please retweet your support. And of course, this went viral, and everyone kind of piled Wait, on. Wait, so people are? Uh, I, I I'm missing something. So there's a they're selling a bracelet at what store? American Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's a there's a nail through the top. It's a it's a brass like bracelet. That, okay. Like that. Um, it seals up at the top with like a, a nail yeah. that's horizontal. And it looks like a shackle. Yeah. Oh. So that's the issue. Oh, so it resembles the old slave chains. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh. Wait, and that's a fashion item now? That, that tried to be a fashion <laughs> item. <What>? They <laughs> attempted and <laughs> failed. What is fucking wrong with people? Like that is... It's ch- Trump's America. Yeah, yeah again, <laughs> apparently. But, here's the, but many other people have sold this type of bracelet before. And they also failed. No, they didn't fail. Like, no one made a big deal of it. Then this one guy posts it, and of course... Check out our fall collection of slavery shackles, and coming this winter, Holocaust handbags. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a, such a weird thing to sell. First of all, okay, the shackles weren't just used for slaves. They're just used to, like, to, imbond, to bond anyone. So it's not like... Slaves it, and prisoners? Yeah, and prisoners and, like... Uh, prisoners and, like, people that were also the, slaves? And, like, the people in the French Revolution. Okay, but outside of a consensual kinky sex dungeon, is there ever a good context for a shackle? Like, no. No, <laughs> of course not. Uh, if, yeah. you have to, if you have to, like, you know, like, your dog has to, like... If you have to, like, tie him to the post... You that's know, not you a shackle, though. That's, that's a, leash. a leash. That's a leash. I mean, that goes back into the S&M business, but, yeah, like, still. exactly. Nothing wrong with that if it's consensual, by the way. Um, well, here's the thing is it <laughs> dirty birds. Go so on. American Eagle, though, that's a store that's marketed towards like teenage girls, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, so they're trying to sell a, an old, I guess. It's like the cheap Aeropost. Oh, no, it's like a cheap Abercrombie and Finch. Yeah, it's they're in the same malls usually. The yeah. opposite sides yeah. of the hall. Right? Yeah, the story yeah. was in Teen Vogue. Okay, yeah. so, so definitely. Yeah, teen, yeah, definitely so, so they're trying to sell what used to be a fake slavery artifact to teenage white girls? Is that, is that, am I mistaken saying that or am I right in saying that? Well, you're <laughs> Anorexic teenage sh- white girls, but yes. Okay, yeah, sorry, I wasn't nearly specific <laughs> enough. Well, you're calling it a slavery artifact, but like there's handcuffs, there's shackles. These aren't just like... But these were weren't handcuffs. Slavery. These were like, they were, because I, I read the article because I, you know, I did my due diligence before I came on the show. They were like, kind of like aged brass and they look distressed they've got like a nail that's like oh thank you that's uh like holding the shackle together they're definitely in the style of like slave era shackles um yeah they fucked up but it's just plain and simple they fucked up like either the designer that designed them has no one like no oversight or you know like they just really don't give a shit, and they're just like, "Oh, well, people of color don't shop here anyway. No one will know." 
Yeah, I, I, it's just such a weird. I'm trying to wrap my head around this still. Like, what's the target idea? Like, do they sell it in sets, and you can be attached to your friend and be like, "Oh, we're shackled in friendship." Like, I want to know like the context. Yeah, no, it looked they, like it was they, singular. What boardroom passed this idea, and like, how'd they pitch this? Yeah, it it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's it makes about as much sense as like selling like Nazi memorabilia at CVS. Like, it just doesn't make any sense i don't under i I don't i don't understand why it automatically mean it doesn't mean anyone's pro-slavery but like don't we wear crosses don't people wear crosses around their neck don't people wear bullets in uh, around necklaces like an actual bullet casing which really does kill people i don't see like i don't see why like sometimes images are just like then they get they get separated from like what they do even though they people wear actual chains right like this yeah, but like IKEA doesn't sell like like skin lampshades. Like you know, it's just <laughs> well, it, it'll be too expensive. You couldn't put it together in the. It depends on you know where you're buying the skins from, but like <laughs> I you, I hunt it, mine in the wild. You know, it, it's, it's well, we wear just, leather. I mean, that's that's literally a skin. Yeah, but that's like a cow. Like you could you could honestly be like, oh well. You know the 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 lampshade from the cows that we're using are were already turned into steaks, so we're just using more of the animal, so we're not wasting it. You can't say that you're not wasting a human. Like you just, if you killed the human to make a lampshade, you wasted the human. Actually, on the contrary, you've actually made great use out of that human if you use the whole body. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> the human would have like like done better for society if they paid taxes than to just put them in a lampshade. Then they're just sitting in one person's office. Like who cares? Or basement. I would say probably. It puts the lotion on. It gets the hose. First the shackle outrage goes, I think I agree with you Sandy, and what you're saying that, that an an image or some type of uh, fashion accessory in and of itself doesn't necessarily mean like racism or whatnot. But at the same time, like I'm, I think this is just a weird thing. Like I'm still, caught on like the who thought this is a good idea and how are they pitching this you know what i mean like I, i'm not caught a lot of the, twitter users wondered that same thing oh well, Juni, like uh, years ago there was a big outrage for tiffany's with their um like silver like chokers because like that was also supposed to be like reminiscent of like a, a slave i i guess same sort of thing yeah like like a shackle like a rest- yeah, restraint yeah. that uh like and, and I, I think like if you look historically at Tiffany's that they had some sort of business in the slave trade. So like when they first came out with that, like, like uh choker, a lot of people had issue with it because they thought that was like reminiscent of slave trade. Um, this, I, I, I think that especially in the political climate that we're in, when you have like literal not figurative like nazis walking around streets of charlottesville and carrying torches that it like at minimum it's insensitive um at maximum it was meant to be um something that was was trying to make a point like you can't do anything about this. This is Trump's America. You're going to have to fucking deal with this. I think it was dumb. And I think that... Are you still talking about the shackle thing? Or Yeah, I'm still talking about the, the shackle okay. thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just think it was like... A, a, like Aside from the fact that it's design-wise, it's, it's not clever or interesting or something that you think is going to sell well. I mean, 
the number of people that would be interested in wearing a shackle bracelet, like if you kind of pull the population, that has to be very exactly. limited. <laughs> But so, isn't that like, the case for like anything fashion? Oh, it's all this weird shit in fashion. No, you know what it is? Yeah. Ever since those abolitionist years, the shackle manufacturers have been struggling. So now they're trying to market it to a new group so they can. Uh, it's like a cold, the cold. Yeah, industry. it's artificial defla- uh, inflation of it's uh, like they demand. They thought they were like going to like really market to the alt right bros, and alt right bros only want khakis. Like they that's just shackling just slaves. Like the shackle is just anytime you want to shackle a human. But just like a handcuff again, is anytime you want to handcuff like, a human. But no one gets pissed off at handcuffs. Again, never a good context. And yes, people do, actually. But like it, handcuffs, I think, are different. Because yeah. I think handcuffs, like, you have, like, fuzzy handcuffs that are, like, you know, supposed to be spicy time handcuffs. You've never had, like, spicy time shackles. If these, yeah, if these were leopard print shackles, would that be okay? Would that be- well, I think the <laughs> shackle would do okay. the same job. Like, if you want to get kinky with shackles, you could totally get kinky with shackles. Or just if you're, like you would, if you're kinky like, and you're really into role play, that's when you bring the shackles out. That's, uh, people wear actual bullets. Like, if you're bullets. doing role like, play with shackles, bullets. like, the N-word is soon to follow. Like, <laughs> why do, why Again, how into the role play are you? That's... <laughs> Here's Just um, in, the, like, yeah, in the 1500s. Sexy minx negress, come over here. Like, you know, it's just going to happen. Like in the 1500s, <laughs> if you wanted to shackle a person, you'd use a shackle. But it wasn't for slaves specifically, is all I'm saying. It's just, yeah, but it's but who else are you going to shackle? Oh, you can it's shackle be prisoners. slaves and prisoners. And prisoners are essentially slaves at yeah. that time. So they're, you're, you're using a shackle for News slaves. Newsflash, they still are in some parts of this country. Prisoners, yeah, exactly. slaves. Um, prisoners deserve I, to be in jail because they did something. How many prisoners are in jail that are innocent? Right, but they're guilty people in prisons. Anyway, that's a diff- that's completely which who, who a different uh, slaves. Anyway, the innocence of each individual person is a completely off-topic thing here. Right? Don't uh, we wear we wear bullets as jewelry? Like people wear bullets around their like necklace bullets. And those are the Bullet kind of people that would be into the slavery role play. By the way, well, what about yeah, the cross? Exactly. People wear the cross that like killed Jesus, and people are burning crosses. There's no good cross. But well, like, are all, they wearing like the, the cross because they? They never want to forget that someone killed Jesus, or they they wearing the cross because they want to say, "Hey, look, we can kill Jesus again." Like it's different, right? So it's how you interpret he, it. He died for you. Way to appreciate it, Cindy. <laughs> Uh, so as far as the verdict goes in this one, I, I'm I'm very split in this one. I don't see. I agree with you. I don't see the immediate. Uh, jump to like slavery but at the same time it's such a as a fashion accessory is where is where i would go legit outrage in this one because it's just fucking weird like who thought of this i'm still at the point of like whose idea was this and why'd they think that people would be okay with buying this for their 15 year old daughters it's just well, so I, think I have fashion to go itself is stupid why are we wearing bracelets anyway like if we're gonna wear a bracelet there are different kinds of bracelets uh, yeah, uh, like exactly. You don't have to wear that one. Fashion makes sense. It doesn't well, really. Well, what I'm saying is, is oh. she, was, she was right in saying that there, there's a very small percent of the population that would want to wear this. So, like, really, at best, you're selling it to one percent of the population or something. But you're also pissing off a bunch of people at the same time. Like ninety nine percent of the population. Exactly. So yeah. you're. Well, I don't know if it's that high. I think most people just don't give a shit. But at the same time, the 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 pissing off to purchasing this product ratio. Uh, should be in your favor when you design a product, and I feel like this product isn't. Well, they didn't come up with this though. Like, there's like this has been other stores have sold the same thing, and just one guy 
said, no, this is slavery. And then like the Twitter bandwagon jumped off. That's what it seemed like from the article. Mm. I, I don't know anything about the shackle and the bracelet industry. So like as I, the especially funny host, oh, yeah. you can put so, it in context. So from what I from what I read in the article, uh, yes, there were other companies that had done something similar that also um, faced some outrage. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, so this is just the 2017 version. Yeah, this is just the 2017 <laughs> version. Um, but I think that the political climate that we're in right now just kind of amplified how outraged people were. And if you look at the actual original post, the guy only got like 16 retweets. It's not like this went viral. Like, oh, interesting. It, so like, I think that like once the company was just like, oh, so this isn't a good idea. Like they just dropped it. But like, I just kind of think that, you know, if you're a designer, you're you're a capitalist. Like you want to make something that people are going to buy. And so like you must really have a skewed view of your audience base to think that like, oh yeah, everybody wants to buy a 1700s shackle. Like, you know, it's just it's it's just kind of like, oh, you know, something like everyone wants to buy glow in the dark like anal plug. Like nope, like there's a certain percentage of people that are going to want to buy that, but do you need to put that in sure the mall? At certain websites, if you buy those two things together, you can save on shipping. Yeah, um. and you you get the herpes for free. Um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you were saying it, it really wasn't that viral or wasn't a huge story. Well, and, American and, Eagle. Oh, I didn't. So we didn't end the article. She, Marissa alluded to this, but American mm, Eagle mm. immediately pulled this. Um, yeah, and they said, "Oh, so that was a result." Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <gasps> they said, uh, "We heard and understand the concerns about the bracelet. We apologize and will remove the product from our stores and website." And I think they did that before it went super viral. But if you look at the guy's original post, he only had like sixteen retweets. So it's not even like. Like America, well, it might have been other people too, though. It, it probably was, wasn't just him. It was probably a whole, you know. Yeah. And usually, when articles like this come out, other people see it and then they add to it. But that's kind of one of the patterns we've noticed of fake outrage is sometimes there's not really a whole lot of outrage, but someone writes about it for the um, ex like explicit intent to piss more people off to kind of help their cause. So this sounds like it might have been one of those instances, a little bit. What do you think, Sandy? It's possible. What were you saying? Okay. Sandy, sometimes, your point. sometimes when people are outraged about something, they tell somebody or, or if they're in the media or whatever, uh, they write about it themselves to see if they can piss more people off about it. Right. You know what I mean? Well, but that's exactly But there originally weren't that many people that were mad about it. And that's sort of the pattern we've noticed with a lot of this outrage culture, you know, as the experts, the worldwide experts on this. This is a really tough one to judge because... Again, I don't want to say that a shackle is, you know, directly linked to any type of violence or enslavement or anything. I just think it's a dumb fucking thing to sell. Uh, you know what I mean? But so that's like, all. It's like it's, it's like most of the shit in fashion, if you think about it. Yeah. So I, I have to go legit on this one, mm -hmm. really, but not as much of the racist angle, but mostly just because it's fucking stupid. And why would you think that's an okay thing to sell? And why would you think anybody would fucking buy it? So I'm gonna that's go there. Racist as fuck. Oh, okay. So we have racist as fuck. We have, eh, but legit. Sandeep, what do you uh? Well, obviously, I'm outvoted on this. <laughs> I think it's fake outrage. <laughs> I saw the bracelet. Like the picture of the bracelet looks very similar to other bracelets, in that they go—they're this stupid circular metal thing that goes around your arm. I don't understand the point really? of it. Really, way to describe wear, a bracelet perfectly. It's got all sorts of shit for fashion purposes. Um, but I just feel like they're. They, 
people wear handcuffs and crosses and bullets and we're not talking goth like this is not like you know like people don't wear handcuffs by the way if hot topic did it i'd be like well they're a bunch of freaks but like it's not hot topic this is like you know like the coals of Abercrombie and Fitch. They should know better. Yeah, this is very like, you know, middle America, whitey, like, you know. Yeah, this is this is a Trump America brand, and they thought they could get away with it. Okay. Try See, again, very, Satan. Yeah, I mean, I'm very I, ignorant about different brands and different stuff. Like, I just kind of know these names, like American Legal and Hot okay. Topic. After I don't the, know the... Uh, after the podcast... You have, you're coming at it with the very, like... I'm going to take you to the mall, and we're going to... We're gonna I bring mean, all I the see the, si- the songs, but there, she's like, there's like, there's a lot of stuff behind the brand, and that's where my knowledge completely is gone. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you're not so the target you, market wait, for American Eagle. But if Hot Eagle. Topic stole this bracelet, you wouldn't be upset. Is this is this what you're saying? Well, Hot Topic is really into like alternative lifestyles, and they're really into. It's where like, the goth kids shop. Okay? Yeah, it's where the Fucking goth kids it. shop. But and why so wouldn't like, it be upstanding if? If this is upsetting, because they're the ones Eagle. most likely to be shackled up to something and enjoy it, you, you know, like consensually. Don't these like, don't these like mainstream brands always try to like piggyback off of like the cool brands? And isn't that like a normal thing? But like this isn't <sighs> like it's not like somebody in Hot Topic is not going to wear khakis and wear a tiki torch. They're going to be wearing black lipstick and eyeliner and black makeup and cut themselves in the bathroom for before <laughs> gym because. They bleed to know that they're alive. And that kid I can't be mad at, you know? But like <laughs> you know, but like I just So that's, I feel so that's like, the one context in which you're okay with shackles is, is if some emo kid does it, it's okay. But if an it, emo kid is cutting if your hair themselves, is pink, it's okay. If an emo kid yeah. is cutting themselves and wearing a shackle because their dad loved them a little too much, then like, you know, that kid <laughs> is going through enough shit already. Oh man. That defense of a shackle almost makes me want to switch to fake outrage, but we're going to move on to... I'm outvoted. Real outrage. It's been real, real outrage. Okay. Uh, barely. Just barely. Um, I so, stand by real outrage. So last year, Sandeep, do you remember the story from Minnesota we did with uh, <laughs> with Gene where we talked about the black mall Santa? Yes. Okay. There's yes. some outrage about the black mall Santa. Well, this year, we're going one step further with Santa. There was a book that came out a few months ago called... Santa's husband, where Santa in this children's book is depicted as a gay black guy, <laughs> which is pretty fantastic and pretty fucking funny to me. Uh, so this book is, by the way, available in both the UK and the US if you want to order yourself a copy. And it is written by Daniel Kibblesmith, which is a fucking fantastic last name. He's he's a smith of the kibbles. Kibbles and bits. He sounds like he he like, you know, has perfected a, you know, the dog the dog food. Dog he's food he's, he's a smith of the dog food. Co-written with his um with his wife Jennifer Wright. And so that pretty much that's self-explanatory. There's not a whole lot of details of the story. It's just Santa in this book is a gay black guy who is gay married to a guy that looks like regular Santa or the traditional Santa or whatever the word I have to say in front of Santa to defend nobody. Uh you know, regular fat white Santa. So the cover of the book is like fat black guy with a beard kissing well, you know, the, like, a, like a fat white guy on a on the cheek. Relationships huh? work out when you both share the similar interests, you know? Like so. Yeah. And some interests are black gay Santas. Well, they no, they both have an interest in like giving toys to children, I suppose. That would be their interest and they're gay. But that's why their relationship is working out. Okay. 
Because they're both in the world of... Of, <laughs> of, of, of toy giving? Right. Like, I want to date a comic because, you know, we, we, I feel like we'd have a lot in common. See, I don't. I'm on the opposite. That's a different conversation that you and I, we've had off the air many times. Um, but So anyway, this topic I wanted to talk about because this is actually, on, on the surface, is it seems like it'd be like kind of a dumb, shallow thing to talk about. But it's actually kind of a difficult topic to break down, which is why I wanted to bring it to the show, is because it's something that really challenges the status quo really fucking hard. Because I, I got to admit, like, you know, I'm I'm all for any type of, you know, equality and and you know i'm pro gay and pro black pro whatever but at the same time when i saw the picture i got to admit like it was kind of a little weird to looking you know and not that i don't think that you know santa could be not be a different race but or what's or, gayer than christmas yeah exactly what's scarier than christmas no gayer oh, what's gayer, gayer than christmas <laughs> i mean that's literally a saying like John is gayer than Christmas. Yeah, so it's like, like it's like where's my tinsel, guys? Like it's nothing. People gayer. literally don gay Christmas. apparel. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, let's go to a party where everyone wears sweaters. Like it, it's super like, gay. Well, they're yeah. ugly, but you know the Chardonnay isn't, girl. <laughs> it, it's, so, so where it broke down for me though is, is at the end of the day is that Santa's fucking fictional. So I don't care how he's represented, and because it, it reminded me of when that Spider-Man movie came out and his girlfriend in the new Spider-Man was black, and all the little fanboys were like, "Oh my god, that's you know horrible." Who cares? It, it's a who cares thing for me because it's fictional. And so I just want to say that, like, if if the concept of Santa to you, uh, of a dude riding a sleigh and giving out presents, going down chimneys, if that's okay, but, it, it, you know, oh, he's gay and black, that's ridiculous. There's no you way know, Santa it, isn't gay. It, it, I mean, who, there's the line there. I'm saying if that's your line, eh, you know, who's it's it's so fancy. It's so fanciful. He's like dressed all flamboyantly and just, you know, it's, and perfectly matching boots with the but weird high socks. Oh, yeah, totally. He's as, out of shape, I suppose. As the woman <laughs> in the room, okay. like, I can honestly say, like, what other woman is in the world is going to be okay with their husband, like, for basically 24 hours traveling around the world, like, giving gifts to little children that they've never met before? They'd be like, oh, he's a pedo. Like, it's just kind of, it, it's strange. Like, I, I feel like Santa kind of has to be gay. Um, <laughs> or just, or maybe he's not gay. He just molests all the children, regardless of gender. Like, you know, Santa is a Sandusky. He, uh, and he sneaks into the house, too. Like He sneaks in. He doesn't knock on the door and say hi to the parents. He no, fucking sneaks no, in and no. says, like, you never know he was there. Like Because he's been crazy. grooming the parents before they had children so that he could mm. just like walk in the house without any fanfare. It's just like, oh, of course you're going to be here tonight. Uh, yeah, the children are in the bedroom. I left you cookies. Uh, I've been a good girl. Yeah, Thanks like, for the stereo. Cookies kind of a gay food, too, you know. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. I don't know. So as far as the outrage goes on, on the gay black stand-up, this yeah, is under... Yeah, who's mad at this? Well, exactly. It's the general... Racists and homophobes. Well, it's... it's you know, I don't want to go that far with it, but it's the general sort of, you know, right-leaning war on Christmas people. And I'm always... I always make fun of that type of outrage because it is... Like, no one is actually trying to, like, end Christmas, except, I guess, the Grinch, okay? Like, this concept of the war on Christmas... I don't know anybody of any religion who's, like... Fuck Christmas. No, it, it, people range from either not caring and not celebrating to loving it. 
There's no one I know who's like, we need to, you know, get all the trees taken down and kill Santa. It's just, it's not a thing. You know, I like, mean, the Jews love Christmas because they get to sit around and eat Chinese food and, and get hammered. And, you know, I think everyone loves Christmas. an interesting point. If you're not a racist or homophobe, could you hate this story? No. Could you hate this? This. Um, oh, that is this a good. Concept? That's a good question. Don't you? I mean, doesn't by def like if you. You know, don't you have other shit to think about if you if you're because not a here's the thing, home? right? Yeah, Santa is about love, about giving, about children, and this story is about love, about giving, and about children. So, like, yeah, Santa's a black guy. So, if you're having a problem with Santa being a black guy, you're racist. Now, we always knew Santa had a Mrs. Claus. So now if you found out that Santa had a Mr. Claus and you're having a problem with the fact that the black Santa is now um, has a Mr. Claus, then you're a homophobe. So like I really I feel like the only people having an issue with this are racist homophobes. Personally, I think that you can't have the saying gay is Christmas without knowing that Santa was gay in the first place. <laughs> you know, uh, like, it's a good a angle. Hmm? This is a book. It's a book. You just have to yeah. not buy the book if you don't you're not into gay. Don't like the, yeah. It's just like you know, there's so many children that have two dads or two moms or whatever. Like I, they, you know what they need to do next? Uh, like two Mrs. Claus. Like you know, it's just kind of like yeah, that's the one I'm waiting for. Th- yeah. <laughs> of course, you guys are. Um, but like <laughs> two claws, one cup. <laughs> one sleigh i don't know uh but like no i like personally it's like all right i think for the mere fact that like because i was watching a i i I did a little research before i came on because i like to be prepared but there is a um a code word that you need to use at macy's herald square to get a black santa and you've got to go to one of the elves and tell them that you want to see the special santa and when you tell, oh, I'm so that, glad that's the code word, not something else. Right, that, that's like, not a good code word. I, I want to see special Santa means that you want the black Santa. That could also mean the retarded Santa. Oh boy, like, well, like, like Special Olympics. That's not a good is, word. It's like the short bus. Yeah, Santa, yeah. I want the short bus like, Santa. Why can't you say the black the, Santa? Like, I don't know. Like, that like, that's not what they said in the video. Yeah. I didn't explore this wow. myself. But you know, like, it, it, we were talking know. about this last year actually because we um we, we talked about the first ever Mall of America Black Santa. And I always right. wondered how they did that. And I still wonder, like in black neighborhoods or Indian neighborhoods or wherever, do they just like pay some random white guy to come to the neighborhood that day and be Santa? Or well, they it just... was my uncle that would come to our Yeah, house. yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah, so you said that. Santa. Yeah. So Santa can be other stuff. I would uh <laughs> I would definitely say, and the thing is, as far as people who are like actually like this is a war on Christmas, I don't think you have to worry about this particular Santa Claus becoming like the mainstream Santa Claus. This is clearly a troll job and a book somebody wrote to fuck with people, and it's hilarious and whatever. Who cares? But if you have two dads, then like you're just kind of like, oh, you know, something like one of my dads could be Santa, and like one of my other dads is Santa's husband, and like yeah. you know, like. Live a good life and enjoy Christmas and not think like, oh, like, you know, like my my dads are gay and Santa hates me. Like, you know, like live and let live. <laughs> like, you know, like fucking relax. Yeah. On this. So, yeah, exactly. This is like to me, this is like, I don't know. This is Trump's America's like vegan Santa. It's like, oh, Santa can only be straight. Like, why? 
Well, yeah, yeah. and as far as people who might be afraid that, again, that, that, oh, they're, they're, they're taking away our Santa Claus, it's like, dude, they're not going to go back and, like, digitally remaster Rudolph to have a black gay Santa now, and they're not going to remake the Santa Claus of Tim Allen and recast it as, like, a RuPaul or something. Like, that's not going to happen. But this is like, just a niche thing that somebody made because I thought it was funny. It's crazy, though. It's yeah. not like, oh, like, well, it's a black gay Santa, so they're not giving gifts to straight white children in middle America that dad's working a coal mine. Like it's just not, it's not in the book, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a black gay Santa. They love each other. They're giving gifts. Like let them live. They both give and receive. Okay. So uh, I'm going to go <laughs> fake outrage on that one. Uh, yeah. Fake outrage. I think we're okay. All... Yeah. Don't waste your energy on somebody else's Santa Claus. Who cares? Uh, now, before we go, we always give our guests a chance to vent about anything they're outraged about. Uh, Marissa, did you have anything you want to talk about? Well, I know, like, okay, so, like, I'm just going to talk about the thing that just happened to me uh, the most recently. So, like, I got uh, I, I got to the neighborhood a little early because, like, I'm a little neurotic and I, uh, I'm directionally challenged. So, like, I, I, I went to a, a local bar near here and I, like, I walk into the place a bartender's behind the bar. I, 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 I go to a chair. I put my coat down. The bartender looks at me in the face, turns his head and walks away. And I'm just like, well, that's really strange. It's like happy hour. And you know, like I'm, I'm in New York and people want money. Like why would this guy be like walking? <laughs> it seems away like from all me? the, uh, you know, all the things are aligning it, here. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, yeah, dude, like, you know, you want money. I'm a customer. I have money. I'm willing to pay you for uh libation. So like, let's get this, uh, this show going. And so the guy just completely ignores me. And then like a bus boy is like literally cleaning a table runs over to me. And it's just like, Oh, would you like a menu? And I'm like, no, actually I just wanted a drink. And so he's like, oh, we have happy hour. And he starts telling me they're happy hour. And I'm just like, I'll have a red wine. And uh, he goes and he like goes behind the counter to get the wine to like give it to me. And like the bartender is still like giving me the hate eyes. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then finally, like the manager, I guess, talks to the bartender. The bartender leaves entirely and I'm just like, this is strange. And I'm still like burning time. So I got another drink and I was just kind of like to the the, the new busboy slash bartender. Hey, was that guy here before the bartender? And he's just like, yeah, but like we think he's having problems with his mind. And I was just <laughs> like, um, OK, <laughs> like he was really rude. Like, you know, I've never been in a bar ever in my life that like someone on the opposite side of the bar comes over to me to ask me for a drink. And the person behind the bar just completely ignores me. Like I'm not physically here. Like that's just rude. Mm. And so, um, he's just like, yeah, that's why the manager sent him home. And so I was just like, listen, thank you so much for taking care of me to the, the bus boy guy. And I was just like, that's why I'm giving you a bigger tip. And it was like, like I literally gave him like almost like a 70% tip. Cause like yeah. before we started talking, we, we talked about how nice Christmas I, bonus over, there. I overcompensate for tipping because I feel like there's a stereotype that black people don't tip. So like whenever there's a situation that I feel <laughs> it's warranted to over tip, I do it just to break that myth. You're welcome. Other black people. Um, Representing for the team there. And, and so <laughs> I was just like, can I see a manager? Because I'm still from Westchester and I know how to conjure my inner Scarsdale. 
And uh, so like, I talked to the manager and I was just like, you know, this guy is a dream. Thank you so much. He's been great. But the other guy kind of a dick and like this patron that was like sitting on the other side he was like a white dude and he was just like uh i don't know who this person is waving at us um and he was just kind of like well that's not the proper way to say it but yesterday that guy lost my credit card i'm like yeah kind of a dick now like the guy that told me i could like it wasn't proper for me to say he was a dick was like you know a middle-aged white guy I'm a comic. If I'm going to call somebody a dick, I'm going to call him a dick. Like it doesn't even register with me. Cause I could have been like this motherfucking alt right bastard. I hope he gets nailed up the ass with so, a fucking lit. Tiki so are you torch. ready to, 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 to cry racism? And it turns out the guy's just crazy. Is that kind of the, what we're getting out with this story? Cause it's, that's kind of well, funny. Racism either way. is crazy because I think that anybody is more or less than you based on the color of their skin is actually a mental illness. Well, so, well, you know, but I'm saying in this specific instance, you're like, you were ready to kind of get on him for that. But then it turns out that it wasn't a race thing. He just was, Talk, he's talking to everybody like that because he was just mentally not there. Is that kind of what, what I'm not but trying to But he was still talking guy. to the white people. Oh, like, so you're so saying it was. I'm saying that he is crazy because he's racist. And on top of being racist and crazy, like other people were saying, hey, yeah, he seemed like he was on a lot of medication. <laughs> and my point is, is that I don't give a fuck what the guy is on. You could be doing meth all day long. It's not my fucking problem. I'm paying for this drink. I'm willing to tip well. Like, I'm, like, in a new place. Like, you don't know. Like, I could have just moved here, and I could be your best customer coming here, like, every night because I have a shitty family and shitty relationship. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, I could, like, fucking drop 100 bucks every night because I have nowhere else to go. You don't know that you just ruined a relationship. Yeah. It is kind of a weird, because, I I, obviously, I'm not that guy, and I wasn't there. I mean, for all all you know, he could have been he could have been super racist and been like, oh, she's here asking for a job in the back there, or something like that. He could have been, that's where his brain was, or maybe he I don't like people. I could never do service. crazy. <laughs> you right. don't like, like what? I don't like people. I could never do service. Well, that's the thing is that why would they hire someone who they know is on meds to be dealing with the public? Right. That's fucking crazy. That, the, yeah. And then <laughs> that, that's crazy on the part of the management. And so like, I talked to the manager and he was just like, oh, you know, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, hey, by the way, like, you know, this is the first time I ever came in here. That guy was really rude. And so he was just like, I'm sorry, you know, like, uh, like this guy, I hope this guy was helping you out or whatever. But like, then like, I just thought it was interesting that all the patrons were like, well, you know, like we were talking to him for a while and like, sometimes he seemed normal and other times he seemed like, you know, he was like really off his rocker. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I, like, oh, okay. this sounds amazing. We need to all go there right now after we're done recording. Let's do it. It's literally <laughs> a block away. All right. So you're outraged at bad service, which, uh, you know, I, I, that's, that's a good thing to be. It's a worthy thing to be outraged about. Certainly. That being said, tip your waiters and waitresses and your, um, you know, drivers and your, your, wherever you're going and tip. Well, um, mm -hmm. follow us online at fake outrage rep, email us at the fake outrage report at gmail.com. Give us those good reviews and all those great spots. You can follow Marissa Smith online at... Um, on Twitter, at Marissa Smith, or follow the podcast at Big Talk and Brew, and follow me on Facebook, Marissa Smith. There we go. Sandeep Sin. Any parting thoughts? Uh, keep those shackled jewelry, violent jewelry, out, uh, you know, items to a minimum. Just don't do it. Just don't do it.